Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's The Con Guy Comic Con Prep Show. Welcome to The Con Guy Comic Con Prep Show Home Edition. Your home for news and insider opinions from the world of Comic Con, fandom, pop culture, and virus stuff, which we're going to actually have a lot of fun guys. We're going to try to keep you guys. Um, we're so glad that you guys are watching. Of course, what else do you have to do? You know. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much. My name is Jim. I am the editor-in-chief here of thecongai.com. Who else do we have in the room? Derek. Hi. My name is Derek. I am a contributor to thecongai.com and a regular here at the Congai Show. And uh, I'm Katie, and I do social media for the Con Guy as well as a host at AfterBuzz. And I'm the Con Girl, so... Hey, everybody. My name is Ben Cleaver, old buddy Ben. And people always ask me, hey, Ben, why are you drinking out of that red cup? Well, it's because whenever Ben Cleaver shows up, it's always a party. I'm an actor comedian. I'm a regular on this show. On occasion, I contribute to the website. I suppose I should do more of that right now since I've got a lot of more time on my hands. Yeah. There you go. And I'm Cheeseman on the couch here in my room slash office here with theconguy.com. I'm also a Terminator. You can see my little red dot. And also, we have somebody who's uh, keeping the whole thing together, Ryan. That's right, y'all. Uh, here in Encino, California, just making it work. We're pulling through. We're we're watching movies we've never seen. I saw my best friend's wedding the other day, and I loved it. Oh, that's uh, a delight. And now I'm going to say, I'm gonna say a little prayer for all of you. So let's have an amazing show. All right, we're going to have a little show prep for you. We're going to have an amazing show tonight, guys. Tonight, the topic of the show is 28 movies later. We're going to be talking about the best post-apocalyptic movies to watch right now, to watch in your, your living room, your bedroom, and have a lot of fun doing it as well. These are movies that we have all enjoyed, and uh, these are kind of like the movies that can take your mind off the crap that's happening outside right now. But yeah. things could be first, much worse. Oh, things could be much worse. And you These know what? movies will show that. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But um, this is what we're going to go over tonight. First, Katie's going to give us the convention update. And then Derek is going to take us through something which is kind of odd, which is all of the movies being bumped out of their berths and moving somewhere else on the calendar. These are movies that are presently scheduled to come out. And then we're going to go through our 28 movies later list. And if we have time, we might have a special treat from Ben at the end of the show, which we're excited about. Speaking of Ben, speaking about Ben, he streamed a very cool event today from Los Angeles. Ben, can you tell us what it was you were streaming today? So in case you haven't uh, realized it yet, I'm actually a big diehard Los Angeles Rams fan. For those of you who don't know, that is a football team that plays what? in the National Football League or NFL. Hey Ryan, I know you're an Eagles fan, so don't uh, don't be playing here. But Go by the way, I did want to say so I didn't realize the AfterBuzz uh, housing studio or whatever he's in is in Encino. So that makes Ryan Encino man. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the Los Angeles Rams, uh, they had been in Los Angeles for many years. In the '90s, they moved to St. Louis. They were in St. Louis for 15, 20 some odd years, and then they moved back to Los Angeles about three years ago. And so uh, there are rules in the NFL about changing your logo and changing your uniform and all this kind of stuff. So this year, three years later, was supposed to be the big year. They were going to have a new uniform, a new logo. They're building a new stadium that's going to be finished uh, this summer over in Inglewood. Beautiful new stadium. Uh, <laughs> and so today they had the reveal of their new official logo and the official colors of the team. And uh, it, it was very exciting. And there had actually been a leak of a potential draft NFL draft day hat with the new logo on it a couple weeks ago. And the response was venomous. Uh, everybody hated the logo and the Rams organization came out and they were like, no, no, that's not the new logo. Well, apparently what they meant was the color scheme on the hat was not the new logo. The logo was actually accurate. So they did this huge launch uh, video today they did announce uh, a lot of programs that they're doing to help out the community during the uh, COVID-19 outbreak. But yes, so this is the secondary logo uh, that Ryan has just put up on the screen. I don't know if you can see it yet. Um, but this is uh, the secondary logo is a ram head. Now they've gone with this royal blue 
and a yellow color they're calling Sol, S-O-L. Um, this looks to me like a sophomore in art class, maybe. Um, kind of drew that and was very pleased with themselves and turned that in and got maybe a B plus on it uh, for effort. Um, and then there is the LA logo that has a big ram horn in it. It looks more like a crescent roll from Pillsbury. And um, most people are thinking, hey, this kind of actually looks like a Chargers logo. Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, he's got second, so. I know what the problem is. It's it's the wrong team, Ben. It's the ben, wrong team. The other one it, it should be should be the Browns. They the used to be the Cleveland Rams. It's the wrong city, Ben. Well, you're actually you're not wrong because the Rams did start off in Cleveland in the 1940s, I believe. The more um, you know. But yeah, da 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 da. But uh, here's my thing. I do not ben, like the new one he's got up. What? Ryan has the other one up as well. Yes, yes, that that one that one was just up as well. But I, I do not like either of these logos. But as a Rams fan, I know that the team is more than the logos. I'm very excited to see what the new uniforms look like. I know these logos will be on the uniform at some uh, some place thing, but I hope they're not super prominent. Hopefully, they're going to take this backlash from the internet because pretty much 80% of people on the internet hate these logos. Uh, so, uh, but I'm excited about the team this year. I'm excited to see what the new uniforms look like. Um, and, but, you know, I just have to accept we're stuck with these, these logos for the team for the foreseeable future. And, I, but it um, could be question. like Sonic the Hedgehog though. It's true. They could Sonic but the Hedgehog. They could what Sonic. Yeah. yeah. So here's my question. Um, this is football, right? Yes. This is football. <laughs> That's the one where the ball is brown and pointy. It is an oblong. It's the one you shaped... play board games during, Derek. Yeah, oh, okay. That doesn't yeah. shaped ball. All right. Yeah. They call it football because you kick it twice in the game. And here in Los Angeles, we actually do have sports fans, guys. Believe it or not, Hollywood has sports fans. It's hard to believe. Ben is probably one of the biggest ones, and we, he'll keep us surprised of what's going on there. So, as we move on, we are moving on from sports to <laughs> something just as big for those of us. Uh, uh, here, Katie, if you could give us the updates to the conventions this week, the convention and other stuff update that everybody's interested in. Yeah, so uh, as you guys know, a lot of events have been getting canceled or rescheduled <laughs> due to COVID-19. Uh, so this is like a little update on some of the other events that um, are either reworking stuff or rescheduling. Uh, first of all is uh, Funko recently announced before COVID-19 happened, they announced that they were going to have an appearance at WonderCon, which they have not normally done. So this was going to be their kickoff to WonderCon. Uh, as you know, they're always at Emerald City Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con, but this year they did announce WonderCon. Unfortunately, the WonderCon did get rescheduled, as if we don't know when till, but it is getting rescheduled. So uh, Funko is still going to have their Funko uh, drops. Uh, they have been announcing them all week, but they're going to be doing a virtual con. Uh, I don't know if you guys tuned into the Funko's uh, uh, handle when uh, their social media, sorry, when uh, they did virtual con for ECCC. Basically, it, it's uh, an event. They stream stuff live from their app, and they encourage people to participate with different hashtags, and then they do, of course, do release the exclusives online. So uh, we'll post you guys more info about the actual virtual con as it gets closer, because it's not until next month, but we'll keep you posted on that on the Twitter. And then Emerald City Comic Con was rescheduled to August 21st through 23rd. So cool. still a little ways away. Uh, should be safe by then, I'm hoping. Uh, free comic book day, as you guys know, is normally on the first, right? First? What's on the first, first Saturday in May? Saturday. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So uh, it got postponed uh, indefinitely or delayed indefinitely. So we will mm -hmm. see here more. If there's something changes, we'll, we'll let you know. Uh, and then Weedon Con has been postponed until Halloween, October 30th through November 1st. And... Then we have QuarantCon, which I don't know what this one is, Jim. What, is it? It's a brand new thing, you know, like if we're all in quarantine. So yeah. it's QuarantCon. It's something that just popped up recently up in Sacramento. Hmm. All right. Yeah, and so it's, that's you know, going... it's, it's being sponsored by the Sac Geeks. The Sac Geeks have a Facebook feed up there where they kind of like organize everybody in the Sacramento area around the nerd stuff. And it's kind of oh. cool. Well, it's been mar announced for March 21st. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's going to be an it's an online thing, right? 
Hey, wait, 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 wait. We just missed March 21st, and that was this past week. Yeah, so I was, was going to say, say. 23rd. I mean, whoops, the date sorry, sorry. Either for me, but I'm pretty sure this is the 23rd. What is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we'll check in and see how that one went. Yeah. Sorry about Time that. Time no longer has oh, meaning. Uh, Planet Comic Con in Kansas City was moved to August 16th through 18th. So a lot of the conventions that happened this early, uh, early spring are going to be postponed till summer. Uh, nearly 50 guests have confirmed for the August show already, which is awesome. That's good yep. considering that it got rescheduled. And then uh, that includes Adam Savage, Rachel Scarston from the other show that I do, uh, after show I do from Batwoman. Uh, then uh, the trios from Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, and Stranger Things. Uh, things that are canceled. Roanoke Valley Comic Con. Big Apple Comic Con in New York, I'm assuming. <laughs> East Coast yep. Comic Con in Syracuse, New Jersey. Secaucus, sorry. Secaucus. I can never say that. I don't know why. Secaucus, <laughs> New Jersey. And uh, Tidewater Comic Con in Virginia, at Virginia Beach. And VidCon in Las Vegas. So a lot of those things, um, as well as, I forgot to mention it last week, but the um, Renaissance Fair that both Ben and I love to go to uh, has been canceled. They originally postponed it, but it hasn't officially been canceled for this season. So a little bit sad, but we understand the circumstances, of course. I'll Although, Katie, I will mention that they have done an incredible thing, and they've offered to mm -hmm. buy back tickets from this year and send you a ticket for next year in exchange, as well as a complimentary ticket uh, matching every ticket that you exchange. So yeah. you, it's basically a two-for-one buyback program. Uh, mm -hmm. for like a buddy. Yeah. Did you see so, that it's canceled or postponed? I'm sorry, Katie, I missed it. It was postponed, but uh, this week they announced that it was going to be canceled. Oh. So. I've because it was it was postponed till later. It was postponed until early uh, April, but unfortunately, yeah. because the new the new rule is till the twentieth of April, it yeah. was already would have had to postpone it, you know, till summer. If we're nice to them, we get to be there plus one, Jim, and maybe two. You you Derek as well. I've never been to a Ren Fair. I really want to go to one. Mm -hmm. I feel like Derek, Derek. Have you been to a Ren Fair before? I haven't, and I feel like it is a betrayal of who I am. Or <laughs> it is. It is. That, that you mm -hmm. should be beaten with a uh, a wand. Hey, but, I, go ahead, Katie. But I know Derek and Ben and I said that we will have like an honorary tribute to Ren Bear and have our um, drinking horns on one of the shows in the next yes. few weeks. We should just have our own Ren Fair, like in somebody's place. Why don't we have an online Ren Fair here at the Con Guy? It's got to be less than ten people. Oh, on the online, yeah, sure. So it's fine. <laughs> I have my own ears. I okay. can do that right now. Uh, Speaking of what we've been streaming, by the way, Derek, mm -hmm. I just want to let you know I'm all, I'm on the second to the last episode of Picard on CBS oh. All Access. Yeah. Wow, that is such a good show. That is it's, such a good show. It's been I, exciting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I he's like got a big mouth again. on him though. What? He's a bit mouthy. Whoa! It's, it's more the Logan version of Picard. A bit. Oh my God! Well, they are. I, you know, what I don't get is like, like, you know, like Just Star Trek's always been family friendly. Whole, yeah, it's always been kind of family friendly, but this one's family friendly all except for they have to keep on th dropping the f bombs. It doesn't offend me, but yeah. it's like it went uh, from this to this. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but. It doesn't really fit either. Yeah. Oh, well. Now that they're on a streaming platform, they're doing some things like that to be a little edgier. I think a lot of yep. um, a lot of these reboots and renewals are yeah. doing that kind of thing. And some fans, I think, are just a little bit split on it because we're seeing this again. But in many ways, the tone is very different from Star Trek The Next Generation that we knew way back in the day. Yeah. An example. Kind of like the, what, the Commodore the, or the Admiral of the Federation sitting there talking to Picard and dropping the F-bomb to him like, wow, that was so unnecessary. It's just, it just kind of doesn't fit the tone. The whole rest of the show feels so very much exactly like Next Generation. But uh, I hate to say, uh, the writing's a little bit more sophisticated, which I'm really liking. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, this is not that show, so we're, <laughs> we're going to move on. Derek, speaking of yeah. stuff that we've been watching and stuff that we would start to watch, um, the nice. the major distributors, the most of the major movie companies have had to rearrange their release schedule, for one, because theaters are closed right now. AMC, Regal, Cine, Cinemark, the three, 
three of the biggest uh, distributors in the country have all shut all of their theaters right now. And I know that, like Katie said, I think April, it's like in mid, later in April is when we expect to see cinemas open back up. Although, here's a cool piece of trivia. Yeah. Driving theaters are having their best week ever. Isn't that crazy? I, I did mean, read about that. Really? I've never, been, I've never been to a drive-in. Yeah, they're having, they're having, well, not their, and the best week ever was back in the 60s. But, I mean, drive-in movies are having. That's how like Jim their, was born. Uh, hey, Mom, Conceive. thanks for watching, <laughs> Luke. <laughs> All right. I'm always yeah, to go talking about drive-in. But, so Derek's going to tell us, real, go yeah. through um, the movies that have been bumped from where they were supposed to be coming out. Yeah, so some of the things that we've been looking forward to for a while, we've just got to wait a little longer. Uh, first off, A Quiet Place Part 2 was supposed to be out already. It was supposed to come out on the 20th. They did have their New York premiere earlier this month, um, but right now that's been delayed with no new date announced yet. Um, mm-hmm. As of right now, or as of putting this list together. Um, Mulan, Disney's live-action remake of the animated film, uh, was originally slated for March 27th, and that now is just TBA. Uh, same with The New Mutants, which has been pushed back several times already. Was <laughs> like two years. Third. It's never coming out. <laughs> you know, it will eventually. We just really have to wait. Just like we're all waiting for the Mutant X gene to activate in us. Um, uh, Peter Rabbit Wouldn't 2. Wouldn't that be awesome if we all got powers? Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, was supposed to be released April 3rd. It's now been pushed back to August 7th. Uh, The Lovebirds is (laughs) also April 3rd. Wait, wait, shouldn't they wait till like next Easter? Wouldn't that make more sense? You know, (laughs) I have no, I have no connection with the people. The year of the rabbit. Who's going to go see it in August? I think Passover and Easter have been postponed until August as well. They Mm. postponed (laughs) Passover? I don't think it works that way. Oh. Um, uh, the Lovebirds was also supposed to come out April 3rd. That's not been announced yet. Now, Trolls World Tour for DreamWorks is coming well, out. That, well, no, I, I think yeah. The Lovebirds is going to be streaming. That's I, okay. heard, I heard that The Lovebirds is going to be streaming because I'm actually really excited about that one. Great. Well, a few movies are, and that's actually what I was just going to say. Um, Trolls from DreamWorks, everything Universal owns, they've started putting stuff um, on demand. So Trolls on April 10th is going to be available to stream. Um and the same with The Invisible Man, you can stream now. And it's a little more than what it would normally cost, I believe, to, to rent something on Amazon. You know, lots of times it's two ninety nine, three ninety nine. It's something like 20 it's bucks like, to rent. It's like $20. Yeah. And but same then you thing with your family. It's still, if you're going to watch it as a couple or as a group, you're still paying less than you would to go to the theater. And you're still getting to see the movie um, around the time you would be seeing it initially. And we know the industry of going to movie theaters is changing anyway. And this whole situation now is just affecting uh, that whole transformation even more. Uh, but some, some others that have changed, No Time to Die, the new Bond is uh, moved from April 10th to November 25th. Uh, the movie Antlers, the sci-fi horror film with um, Kevin Russell and Jesse Plemons, that's coming out, or what's that to come out April 17th? It's now TBA. Antebellum, uh, the new Jordan Peele, is, was set for April 24th. That's TBA. The new Black Widow has been pushed back from May 1st to no one knows when yet. Um, the personal history of David Copperfield with Dev Patel that's been pushed back was May 8th. Um, yeah, even these May releases, many of them are pushed back. Let's see. Uh, Spiral from the Saw franchise. Um, Woman in the Window. Those are both TBA at the moment. The new Fast and Furious movie, Fast 9, was going to be out later in May, and now it's been pushed to April 2nd of next year. Um, and then Minions, The Rise of Gru, it was, let's see, set for July 3rd, but they could not finish their post-production now because so many people are working from home or on furlough. Um, so we're just going to have to wait and see with that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure more announcements will be coming. Hopefully some of these good movies will still get to see in theaters. But um, Can I add something to that real quick? Yeah. So um, I don't know how many of our viewers are, but I know a lot of us um, here on this panel um, have A-list. And A-List did announce that they are halting people's subscriptions. So they're not going to be charging you. And it'll go back seamlessly once uh, once they reopen theaters. Because they yeah. don't want to be charging people for movies that they can't see. They did mention you still can do the video on demand from AMC. If you guys go on the AMC app, you can rent movies directly from AMC app as well. 
Um, so that would be another place to check if you want some other movies. And there's some that like just came out of theaters that are already up on there. Oh. So check out those. But yeah, they put us a halt to people's subscriptions. God bless yeah, them too. That up, God yeah. bless them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, there's yeah. two movies. Um, Pixar and Disney's Onward has been released into homes, which is way ahead of when they were going to do that. And also on April um, 3rd, right? Yeah, it's out. April 3rd, it's on Disney+. Oh, it's Plus. out? It's on video on demand right now. It'll be on Disney Plus on April 3rd. April 3rd. Correct. Like, wow. right now you can pay, I think, like, 20 bucks. Kind of like what Derek was saying for the some of the other video on demand. Also, the movie um, Universal's The Hunt, the big controversial movie about the elites hunting down the deplorables. That movie has come out. So, that is on... Just watched it. That's online as well. Ooh, right. So, there's a lot of movies. Wow. Oh, so I just watched it. Okay. One, one of our oh, viewers is asking Ryan? if people are going to be more hesitant to go to theaters now. Well, hey, man, they weren't hesitant to go to the beach. <laughs> I know. Like, County had to shut down all the beaches because well, people I, kept going. I think, look at this. So when I went to Comic-Con, they gave the Venom face masks. Mm-hmm. So this could be a new thing that we get from all studios and all the movies. like mm-hmm. So... These could be popular now. <laughs> I suppose they'll find a way to market it. So, yep. that's all the movies that have been moved. But right now, we are going to jump over to the movies that you can watch right now. Most of these movies are streaming if you can find them on one of the different streaming services online. But these are our 28 movies later the best of post apocalyptic filming. They- Filming that you can, not filming, movie going that you can watch right now. And what here's, let me just explain what we did. Everybody on the team here, they kind of submitted their movies. We tried to bunch them together and see which ones. This is not numbers one through 28. These are 28 movies. And we are going to start with Katie. She was the first one to turn in her list. And then we're going to go, Katie, we'll just go exactly like the list, guys. Katie, Luke, Ben, and Derek. And give a little bit of reason why. For those, let people know about a little, little bit about the movie. But of course, we can't spend all night doing this. So, all right, Katie, you're up first. All right. So the first movie I thought of, like literally the first movie I thought of when we were talking about post-apocalyptic movies, was Snowpiercer. Which, Great. if y'all don't have not seen it, you need to. It is a absolutely phenomenal film. Basically, all of mankind is on a train, and they're ranked by class. And there's dining cards and aquarium cards, and basically. The people who are on the bottom end of society try to make it all the way to the top of the society because, uh, to the train because they're basically like this is messed up. Great cast, Chris Evans, and by the director of Parasite, and it's fantastic. So definitely, see, I believe it's on Netflix right now, but I'm not sure. But if it is, definitely check it out. Uh, Book of Eli, a little bit older one, but fantastic. I don't know if I need to explain this one too much. I mean. Yeah. Denzel Washington and Mila Kunis, right? Mila Kunis, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I just watched um, it two days ago. Yeah, and it was your first time seeing it, Ryan? No, I'd actually, I actually own it. Oh, okay, yeah. It's <laughs> absolutely fantastic, and um, I know a lot of people who um, are people of faith like it, too, because it has a little bit of a faith component to it. Uh, on a side note, though, then we're going into the comedy realm of uh, apocalyptic movies, which is Zombieland. It's one of my favorites. I love it. It makes me laugh. It makes my dad laugh, and my dad does not laugh a lot of movies so it's funny love it i am legend classic i think probably most people have seen it by now i think it's old enough i don't have to talk much about that one and another one in the comedy realm that i it's got Bar- barley music in it. and laughed my ass off when i saw is this is the end because oh. i loved it it's great so, choice so well written mm. and just so great and the way that they're able to play off of the actors actual stereotypes that people think of them and play themselves it's 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 just genius and then i think it's one of the funniest movies they've all done because it's so self-deprecating they don't make fun of themselves that movie is so good i i think that movie is probably their most underrated and i think that's my favorite seth seth rogan movie by the way just just to add on i before this show i wrote down as many post-apocalyptic movies i know and i had almost everyone mentioned except for this is the end so i'm, I'm batting pretty high right now good, good. Uh, Lou sir the other i have two more uh the hunger games obvious reasons i mean there was even a map online that was made this week that broke off the entire united states into the districts which was funny california was I district one that. 
California was District One, which means we're gonna be fine. We fine. We're gonna be good. We got this. And there's four movies, so you're good. That's a lot of entertainment. And The Matrix, because one of my favorite movies growing up. I I know Ryan's making a face. Is that post-apocalyptic? It is. It is. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, because society's pretty like they're all gone. Okay. Okay. Post-human society. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's it was one of my favorite films growing up. I think it was one of the first R-rated films I ever saw, actually. So I love that movie. Nineteen ninety nine, it beat out uh, *Phantom Menace* for best best special effects. Which was a choice <laughs> made by the Academy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Luke Cheeseman, you are up. You're taking us. You, you got the next nine. All right, I'll take a break from my pedaling bike and drinking a beer and. Uh, tell you my top favorite well obviously you can tell one of my favorite here is the terminator okay terminator 2 is one of my favorites i want to throw a challenge flag yeah i don't think that's a post-apocalyptic movie terminator because it's pre-apocalyptic okay because ben and derek were kind of having this it shows the future in uh terminator 2 in two but in one it's like this is coming like for all we know but I have Terminator 2. This yeah. Terminator 2 is the movie on the list. Got right? it. Okay, mm-hmm. then you know what? I receive yeah, the challenge flag. I lose the timeout. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I even got the Terminator glasses. All right, here we go. Continuing. Next one, Avengers Endgame. I, one that's of the most... a good one. That's a really good one. I love Shoot. it. Maybe. I really loved it. So I can yeah, watch I, that I one again and again. You don't Let's think watch that, that, that one tonight and stay up till 4 a.m. I think that works, yeah. That's, that totally qualifies. That's a great call. Dang. So, Good call. Signs. I, lo- I love the movie Signs. It's, just, it's one of M. Night's best movies. Nice about an alien invasion, invasion and everything. Love that movie. Interstellar. We got McConaughey at one of his best roles, crying and screaming for Murph constantly. It's a good movie and very confusing at times, but a right, good movie right, overall. All right, all right. Then one of my favorites in my youth was uh, Independence Day. Will Smith really mm-hmm. did a breakout and really became a big movie star with Independence Day. But a good classic movie, Jeff Goldblum, before he was a character of Jeff Goldblum. Amazing. It would be fun to watch him now and like, that's Jeff Goldblum. That's Jeff Goldblum. But <laughs> yeah. such a great movie. Uh, Pixar's Wally, which yeah. is basically the future of what's going to happen to all of us if we keep staying at home and eating and just doing nothing but watching TV. So, <laughs> But it's actually a prophetic message to the future of all of us. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road was a great movie, bringing that franchise back. And I think it was done really well in kind of just a cool stylistic way. I know, like it would have been an easy movie for people to hate on if it wasn't done right, but I really feel like it had a, it was done pretty well. Ben, did you like it? I know you're a Mad Max kind of guy. Oh, I love Fury Road. I think it's fantastic, um, and the uh, I think the the feminist themes and the female empowerment in it were executed perfectly and beautifully. Mm-hmm. And and uh, as uh, as far as just a post apocalyptic movie and to modernize the Mad Max franchise, beautifully done. Excellent. I thought then, it was one of the uh, best films of the year. Yeah, and even our friend Tim Scott, who doesn't seem to like a lot of movies, was like, he liked, I like he Mad everything. Max, a great movie. You know, like, he didn't <laughs> like the big movies, but he did like that one. Yeah. Please and tell then me he talks like that. that he does was a talk really like good that. Impression. He's been on the show. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. And uh, <laughs> my next one is uh, Planet of the Apes. I really enjoyed the James Franco one. Like, it's 2001 version. Like the 2001 yeah. version. I did, I did enjoy that one. Um, some of the other ones have been pretty good as well. I, I do need to go back and kind of watch some of the – I've seen, like, parts of the older ones, but I really need to go watch them because I know it's classic cinema, and as a filmmaker and a person that likes film, I really do need to go back and watch the Charleston Heston version. So maybe with this extra time we all have, maybe I'll go back and uh, check that one out. And all then right. my last one I'm going to mention right now is uh, Dawn of the Dead, and that's – that's the Zack Snyder version. My friend Jake Jerley, who's done a lot of unboxing videos and other things, he was a giant zombie fan. Me, he got me into a lot of this fandom type stuff, but he showed me that movie and like we used to, you know, watch zombie movies, and that was one of the ones. And I really feel like Zack Snyder did a good job on that one. Yeah, 
All right. Thank you, Cheese Man, on the non-couch this week. Um, on the so ben, exercise bike. Uh, on the exercise bike. On so the exercise bike. That's the first Richard 16 Simmons. film. Ben, you've got yes. the next nine. I got the next nine. So I do want to throw out there, big fan of the old school Planet of the Apes franchise. It's a blast. Go check it out. Uh, so mine, I kind of juggled between apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic and kind of, um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, dystopian future. There we uh, go. Kind of parallels. So uh, the first one I, I wanted to throw out there, I, I kind of dug deep back into the classics here because I am an appreciator of film, but the 1956 Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the original, a yeah. lot of these older films are kind of hard to watch. They're a little dry. They're a little slow. They're a little, uh, uh, a little slow to develop, slow burn, long time coming. I can barely bring myself to watch the original 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's just so slow. But value is to be found in those old films. And uh, 1956 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Also, um, the uh, Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Um, that one was, it's, it's, it's satire, it's Cold War, it's nuclear uh, apocalypse. It's uh, also very delightful and wonderful, and you should just go check it out if you have the time. Isn't that one of the first films to feature James Earl? I mean, from uh, well, the voice of Mufasa and Darth Vader. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Jones. Really? Uh, oh God, it's been so long since I. He was in that movie. He is. Yeah, yeah. he was. You're the right. guy from Sandlot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, moving on, 1973, Soylent Green, with the great line from Charlton Heston, uh, uh, Soylent Green is people. Um, again, <laughs> dystopian future, apocalyptic, um, just a lot of fun. Again, an old, early 70s, slow-moving, sci-fi, apocalyptic, dystopian future, um, class warfare type of thing. Uh, Package deal, escape from New York and escape from L.A. John Carpenter, need I say more? Kurt Russell, need I say more? His name is Snake, need I say more? You skipped um, one. Hey, what? You just said need I say more three times and you were saying more. It's true. Go on. But it's so exciting that I, I felt like I had to say more, though I didn't need to. Here's <laughs> um, your eye patch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Kurt Russell, John Carpenter, uh, escaping prisons in uh, apocalyptic times, disaster movie slash prison escape movie slash action movie. Um, loads of fun. Watch New York first, then watch uh, L.A. That actually was an early on representation of this thing that we have where we've got this classic movie and then 15 years later we release a direct sequel to it. Mm. So, um, you know, you know how we're doing that these days. Um one that I really love is 12 Monkeys. Yes. Uh, 12 <laughs> Monkeys is so good. Um, yeah, uh, Terry Gilliam directed it. So that... Uh, nice guy. Nice guy. There you go. Oh, are you are you friends? Are you close personal friends? I actually had a professor who, uh, he was very close to him, and he actually did all the behind, behind the scenes on all of his films, including the most famous... Uh, Lost in La Mancha, which was his attempt at making Don Quixote, which is renowned yeah. as the most failed film set of all time. Ooh. Interesting. The professor watch. was on set for that. Yeah, he made. That he was be... there. Yeah. Did he, he make a documentary be... about that? He did. Yeah, yeah, it's called Lost in La Mancha. Okay. Check it out. There it is. Right. Don Quixote, as a side note, is kind of a cursed story. Like people have been trying to make a film version of Don Quixote for years, and none of them practically have been successful. So. There's that. Right. Next up on the list, Waterworld. Waterworld. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, Waterworld. Um, if you've ever been to Universal Studios Hollywood, you can go to the Waterworld stunt show. Uh, an early appearance of Jack Black in Waterworld. Um, oh, wow. Waterworld is kind of the Mad Max on the ocean type of movie. Mm -hmm. um, if that is the opposite of Mad Max. Max. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's the opposite. It's Mad Max, except instead of the desert and dry, they're on the ocean. But they're and still looking no for land. the water. Yeah, and there's no land. A big thing about Did it is... Did you have the action good. figures? Say that again? Did you have the action figures? I did not. I didn't either, but I remember they had them. Like, one of my friends had them. 
Oh, nice. One of my friends had the Ghostbusters action figures, and I was very jealous. Um, to bring it to the topic, 28 Days Later. We can't hey, go through this list yeah. and not mention 28 Days Later. Um, which a lot, a lot of us on this show are very much appreciators, at least of the early seasons of The Walking Dead. And, right. of course, the, the first, uh, the pilot of The Walking Dead, in many ways, is a tribute to 28 Days Later, when you have uh, uh, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he's waking mm-hmm. up and, yeah. and running around, and he ends up in the, uh, but the zombies are fast, which is fun. Um, yeah. And they turn very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that it's was, very that's different from 28 Days, starring Sandra Bullock. Exactly. <laughs> if you, if you want to watch that, you really want to make sure you get the right movie. What show What show or movie is that where they're like, what do you mean you watch 28 Days Later instead of 28 Days? The Office. It happens <laughs> the Office? Day. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's that great scene in 28 Days Later where the guy looks up and the drop of blood from the impaled zombie like falls into his eye. And it, mm-hmm. but there's like a camera shot inside the drop of blood. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Um, one that I think really impacted me because I think what year did this come out? 2006. So I was in my early 20s. Children of Men. Um, great, great. That was so good, and it impacted me a lot when I first saw it because it was. It's really. It good. was the. Yeah, it was like the first post-apocalyptic movie that came out like when i was in my early 20s so um that or at least that i went and saw that at that age so that one's really great uh the storyline is uh basically people just stop having children and uh and then this yeah i don't know should i guess it's 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 a 14 year old movie i can spoil things right so spoil away Right. This woman has a baby, and and uh, I, I kept wanting to say well, she's Gerard, pregnant, Clive bro. Mm-hmm. Well, she's pregnant, mm-hmm. and Clive Owen basically plays this guy who has to kind of uh, shelter her and protect her while um, uh, while they're traveling. And it's it's just great. It's really well filmed. It's well directed. It's it's well written. It's it's a good one. And one I didn't have on my list that I wanted to make as a slight mention: The Postman with Kevin Costner um also really good and that one is like a post-apocalyptic post-societal kind of uh kind of thing as well and ben you missed your number four oh did i miss my number four come on ben come on dude save the best for last what's going on dude what is this the the rams logo premiere like what's going on dude (laughs) november november 2019 blade runner um widely considered and i'll even say i'm this is just rewatched it. I'm, this is controversial. I'm not the biggest Blade Runner fan. Yeah, but I love every. <laughs> Ryan is so upset. I love everything that Blade Runner represents. I love yeah. the nerdy Cyber that Blade Punk. Runner represents. I once many many years ago. You could say you love I, Blade Runner, right? I I do just love. It. Say it. Say it on the show. I love Blade Runner. <laughs> As a concept. <laughs> um, years ago, I went out. Edit out that last part. Uh, years ago, I went out on a date with a woman, and I uh, I went out on far more dates with her than I should have, because <laughs> on our first date it was raining, and she opened an umbrella, and it was the light umbrella, like in Blade Runner, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, and we we weren't right for each other, but I went out on like five more dates with her just because of that, so. Well, works. Nice. All right. That is 25 of our 28. And Derek, sadly, we are coming to the end of the list. And Derek, you only have three, oh. but you also have our honorable mentions as well. Yeah, and I'm going to add to the honorable mentions. But, all right, cool. Um, <laughs> all right. And some of this is a little outside the box. All right. Um, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, started Perfect out with, choice. I Love mean, it. So, yeah, the reboot in 2004 started out with a miniseries, so we can kind of count that as movie, I guess. But it starts with the end of the worlds, uh, plural. And yeah, and from then on, humanity is just barely struggling to survive. It's some great drama, really great as sci-fi, great as a kind of war series. There's so many different <laughs> ways to look at it and love it. Um, the World's End, which I'm also surprised none of us mentioned Shaun of the Dead. 
<laughs> That's true. I was going to mention it, and I thought somebody already did. That's why it wasn't on my list. But um, Shaun of the Dead. Honorable mention. Yeah, great zombie movie, hilarious, but also as the great scary moments, you know, like the jump scares and stuff that make it work. Um, the World's End is also Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Martin Freeman. It's a group of buddies who decide they're going to reenact their pub crawl from 20 years earlier, and then aliens start invading um, mm -hmm. while they're in this little British town. Um, I love that movie. It's really good, and I love how like, how clever the humor is and how each pub they go to has a name that is kind of a hint to what the action set piece that's going to happen at that pub. Um, and I also love it because, like, when I was in Edinburgh, there was there is a pub in Edinburgh called The World's End, and they play with the pub. Cool. The reason for that is a little bit of nerdiness here. It's because that's at the edge of where the old town used to be, where there was basically the city walls. And um, at for anyone who lived in the city in the medieval era, that was kind of the edge of the world for them. Um, huh. Yeah. And so the, in the little narrow alleys in the city are called closes. So you've got a sign that says world's end close hanging over this little alley. Um, it's quite a lot of fun. That is the uh, third in the film fun. in the Cornetto trilogy, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. So the Cornetto trilogy is uh, Shaun of the Dead, mm -hmm. uh, Hot Fuzz, which is great. Shaun of the Dead is actually a good one for this as well. Yes. Yeah, he said that. I did. It's okay. Luke, you got um, Luke. I'm biking <laughs> here. I'm, I'm exercising and trying to burn some calories. <laughs> All right. And another one, driver. again, out, going outside the box a little bit, but the Lord of the Rings trilogy, um, it is apocalyptic in the end. And in my opinion, it's always the right time to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, yeah, and you know, J.R.R. Uh, Tolkien had this concept that he called catastrophe, where things are basically like falling apart and the whole world is destroyed, but in a good way. Um, I don't even know if I'm actually doing that idea justice, but that's right. What, what Derek also like didn't J.R.R. Tolkien like the 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 Lord of the Rings trilogy was what was it talking about in the real world? Like, what was the real world, you, you know, analogy? For well. It? As many people know, he was a veteran of World War One, and there was right. a whole, and as he was writing it, World War Two was going on, and he wasn't trying to directly just write an allegory, but a lot of that was influencing his writing during all that time. And he was writing from the experience of actually going to war, and you see that um, all of this stuff in there, where it feels like the whole world's falling apart. You feel like some wounds never heal, and he also it spoke to kind of the bonds that are formed by going through that together. But yeah, um, I can't say enough how amazing Tolkien is. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. True. But since I had a short list, I was the last one to turn things in, I guess, and everybody else took some of the best titles. But uh, some of the honorable mentions. Um, I know I mentioned a TV show. We didn't talk about The Last Man on Earth, which. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. It's very clever, but it's also about humanity was wiped out by a virus, and I kind of don't want to talk about that very much. Um, mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, but it's a very great show. Yeah. Um, we didn't. We talked a little bit about Mad Max Fury Road, but of course you have the original three Mad Max films. I've only seen the first one, and apparently I need to watch the others. I've been meaning to. Yes, Jennifer and I have them like, on the streaming services that I have. What right. was the conversation you guys were having, Ben, about like Mad Max pre versus post apocalyptic? Well, yeah, I was going to say the the conversation that Derek and I were having over text was the the first Mad Max film uh, is kind of a an apocalyptic film it is it takes place while the world is kind of falling apart so he's in that film he's still a police officer with a functioning police department in australia and um they're trying to like keep uh keep order essentially then in the second one mad max fury road it is full-on post-apocalyptic he's off the reservation kind of like you know in his souped up crazy car um that's that's um the, the road, road warrior, warrior. Yeah. <laughs> and then and in the beyond thunderdome where it seems yeah, beyond, right? beyond thunderdome is where it, it it digs even deeper into the world you've got gas town you've got Di uh no i was gonna say diana ross that's not it um tina turner, tina turner. You've got <laughs> tina turner. Mm -hmm. and uh you've you've got this whole thing with the thunderdome and the politics of gas town and master blaster and the underworld and all this crazy stuff and it builds on just george miller's uh fascination with like the grotesque 
and human deformities and that sort of thing. And he, and then in Fury Road, he was able to just blow that all out of the water with an even bigger budget. And mm. uh, so it all just kind of builds as you go along. Um, another one, it's not on our list right here, but we didn't mention World War Z, which is another fun movie with fast zombies. Granted, it's totally different from the book, and I think some people were disappointed mm-hmm. in that, but I saw the movie first and still kind of enjoyed it. Um, Planet Terror, who can tell us about that? Again, okay. um, Planet, Planet Terror is half of the Grindhouse pairing that Whoa. comes from Rodriguez. What? No. <laughs> It comes from Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino because um, uh, there was Death Proof and Planet Terror, both of which uh, could probably uh, go on this list. But it's it's a grindhouse movie. It's an over-the-top action, uh, overly violent blood and gore. Um, just a fun, fun movie, which was the, the whole point of the grindhouse thing was just this over-the-top, crazy, wild movie. Uh, bloody violent movie um, cool. features Rose McGowan with an amputated leg that she replaces with a machine gun. So uh, there you go. that's all you need to know. I have seen that image. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can. Um, yeah. And to wrap so up, next, what? And to wrap up the last couple here. Yes. I'm going to next on the list. Uh, Dogma, um, which is another one I've not seen, but know a little bit about. Man. Yes. I know Ben, you're a Kevin Smith fan. Yeah, again, I'm I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. So this one deals a lot with uh, Kevin Smith grew up Catholic and he injects a lot of his knowledge of his extensive theological knowledge, particularly of Catholicism into his films. This one was the the mother of the theological films with, uh, with him. Dogma, by the way, not licensed right now. So you, I believe you can watch it on YouTube in its entirety for free. Um, or at least it was really um when i searched it just now it did come up with a link and uh see what happens when i click on it there you go um but yeah it's it's about two angels that have been kicked out of heaven and they're trying to get back into heaven but in order to get back into heaven it will bring about the end of the world and jay and silent bob are prophets who are tasked with stopping these angels essentially and it's uh, it's it's a comedy, and if you're not easily offended by theological comedy, I personally don't feel like it, like, as a, as a religious person myself, I don't feel like it's blasphemous, uh, but I think some people could very easily take offense to it if you don't, um, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to say if you don't have a sense of humor, because I, I know that's a certain, there's a certain level that you don't want to have a sense of humor about your faith, but at the same time, to be able to joke about the dogmatic ideas of human law and institution and the, that view of faith, that's where the comedy comes from, I think. Yep. And they do have a disclaimer at the beginning of the movie saying, um, saying that they're not um, trying to be incendiary or inflammatory. It's meant to be a comedy um, and that's all. And they ask people to, you know, not be judgmental of them because judgment is reserved for God, God and God alone. It says, um, there you go. yeah. Hmm. So Derek, one I more. Chance, I can't judge. Um, yeah, I just mentioned in passing earlier, but the original Planet of the Apes. This one yep. was spoiled for me as a very small child when we were talking Aww. about I asked my dad what the movie was about, and he just summarized the whole thing for me and told me the ending. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. He showed you the end with. Uh, Sorry. Unfortunately, uh, but the you know, of not, not too many years after that, there was Before a the DVD started watching thing, or like the remastered <laughs> version came out, and they had you know that iconic image on the cover so right. that no child would have been safe walking through Walmart um, from those spoilers. Oh my uh, God. It is a great film. It was, you know, one of those things where like it had just a, a story that had not been done before. And it was, you know, and Charlton Heston can't not love the guy. I love the original uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, the 1968 version. My, I would watch it. My, it was one of my dad and mom's favorite movies when I was growing up. I did, you know, you remember the classic line, get your dirty rotten, or your dirty rotten ape. I forget the line. It's been so get long. Get your damn paws off me, you, you damn you know, dirty get ape. Get your paws off me, you damn dirty ape. That's what Yeah, it yeah, that was so great. So great. So that is our, <laughs> our 28 movies later, plus our um, special mentions. Hey, Ryan, 
should we end here or do we have time for that one last uh we have time dude we have time uh, i'm i just right. i just want yeah. to throw hey, ryan throw do you one. have any additions oh, yeah, ryan, throw us out some of yours you know again i wrote yeah. i wrote 21 down yeah uh you yeah. guys mentioned 18 of them but i'm shocked you don't have the road on there oh yeah the Carmen road McCarthy. the road is like one of the most messed up movies I've ever seen, but it's definitely as a post-apocalyptic movie, like pretty uh, scarring and memorable. Yeah. But it's uh, really good. Viggo Mortensen, um, who doesn't he, he picks his projects very particularly. He's incredible in this. It's such a sad movie, though. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, chat mentioned that actually. Diamond Rattler mentioned that on there. Shout out so, to Diamond. Good call. And the only yeah. other one was uh, uh, there's this movie called The Crazies that I love huh. it's sort of a zombie movie it, it's not quite that it, there's like some kind of disease going around that makes people kind of like go a little insane and it's really well put together and then i actually you know i don't love it. yeah uh my old acting coach brett rickaby is in the crazies no way <laughs> yeah i love the crazies there's a moment where he's yeah. like i'm not sick and he and it's it's yeah. crazy but uh and the only <laughs> other one i actually you know i don't love this movie but I think like, Terminator Salvation is a straight-up post-apocalyptic movie. Yeah. And it's got a yeah. good true. trailer. Very true. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, but, yeah, Jim, go to your final segment. All right, Ryan, thank you so much. So, guys, there we go. That's our 28 movies later, plus a few extras. We will put those on the website so everybody can have those movies. Um, does anybody have any movies to throw in real quick before we finish out with a cool section from Ben? Katie? I have one more because yeah. I'm wearing the shirt. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's yeah. Pride and Prejudice. The girls are kicking ass and killing zombies. It's the same story of Pride and Prejudice, just with them trying to kill zombies and save the world while they do it. So, yeah. by the same author who did uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, I believe. Based yeah. off of and for, for people who love 80s movies, and, and um, Night of the out. Living Dead. What's that, Luke? And War of the Worlds. Uh, Night of the Living Dead and War of the Worlds. We can't not mention those because those were definitely groundbreaking and both have had remakes and yep. both versions have been good. And although I have not seen it, everyone says that if you are a fan of 80s movies, watch Night of the Comet where two women have the time of their life after a comet wipes out all life on the planet. So sounds like a cool 80s movie to me. All right. This is how we're going to end the show tonight. Last week we had a really cool moment of all of us were sitting at home. The show had ended. We were kind of talking, and we all started kind of sharing our cribs. We started sharing our cool stuff in our rooms and the, the cool stuff that we'd collected. And since this is a Comic-Con and fan convention group, um, everybody had a lot of stuff to show. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, there was one person that kind of put us all to shame, and that was Ben Cleaver. Ben Cleaver, would you mind giving us a high-level um, tour of your fan fortress that you have there? All right. Well, I would be honored and it would be a pleasure. Uh, let me go ahead and, and run this real quick. So uh, Ryan had us kind of send in short videos. So we're going to be posting those on the AfterBuzz, Popcorn Talk, Instagram and social media. But I only have 60 seconds and there's way more than 60 seconds worth of stuff. So uh, I'm going to go through uh, a little bit of the stuff that I did in the video. And then I'm going to show you some things that you won't get to see on that video. So this is exclusive con guy content right here. So let me just... Get you out of my, my thing here, and then I gotta turn my light on. Hold on. So behind me we have my, my wall of Star Wars. Um, I feel yeah, I should I should turn off this ring light. Uh, <laughs> so I've got my wall of Star Wars. I've got the original trilogy posters up here. Is a, a, a replica made by a prop maker that is a friend of ours of the melted Darth Vader helmet. Um, his name is Igor Pinsky. He goes by Mr. Pinsky Props on Instagram. This was a wedding so gift. So cool. Me. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. It was a wedding <laughs> gift by my wife. Also a gift to me, a DL-44 replica. I've got several pops down here. I have three uh, eras of Han, Chewie, and Lando, but I'm waiting on a couple of Chewie pops yet as well. Um, Where do you get many shelves like that? I just bought them on Amazon. Yeah, they're just, they're just floating shelves. You screw them into the wall. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got some more shelves over awesome. here. Uh, Boba Fett, I'm waiting on a Han and Carbonite. I've got uh, C-3PO, I'm waiting on the, the barge cocktail waitress R2-D2 to put there. Nice. 
Right now, there are placeholders there. They're the Coke and Sprite bottles from Galaxy's Edge. Yoda, waiting on a, an Obi-Wan to put there. And then I've got Vader, Leia, and Luke, and I'm waiting on a Padme. Then if you come over here, I've got some Batmans. Okay, this is my Batman. Oh, my gosh. So this is the... the uh, that is Shakespeare the smaller thing you got. <laughs> right. um, this is the new looking Batman. I brought him on the show one time. Uh, 66 Batman with a surfboard and Batman and the Joker with their surfboard pops. Um, uh, you know, kind of up here, I've got uh, some Kansas Jayhawks paraphernalia. And, and one of the uh, most wonderful things that I have outside of my uh, Robin Hood uh, collector's items oh. here. Um, Disney Robin the, Hood, my favorite too. Oh yeah! Did we just yeah, become best friends? We did. Oh, you can't. <laughs> can we go it. to a Rams game? Yes. This is a, a Darkwing Duck photo signed by Jim Cummings, whose voice oh, wow. made up about ninety-eight percent of my childhood. Yeah. Um, so, boy, yeah, we like all the same things, Ben. I know. You've been in this. I'm office. sorry, guys. I'm better with Ben through fandoms. I have, so, but I'm um, just realizing uh, I was wearing a very tight suit that uh, Jim has picked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, hey, Brian, can you tell us where we can find um, all the, the fan the fan fortresses? Coming up. I've got no audio. I've got yeah, no, no audio. audio. What's hey, going guys, Ryan, fan fortress. We're going to be posting a few of them online. There he is. Uh, uh, so keep an eye on the AfterBuzz Twitter for that and reply with your own fan fortress. What is it? 60 seconds of you recording yourself and, and in your house. You're, you're cooped up at home. You don't know what to do with yourself. Well, record yourself and show us your fan fortress. Is it plants? Is it Star Wars? Is it sports memorabilia? Is it clothing? Is it shoes? Are you a sneakerhead? Derek, are you? I don't know. You'll have to stay tuned and find out. So just reply and send us, tweet at us, your fan fortress at AfterBuzzTV. All right. And we'll have, and Ryan will have those up pretty soon. I know Derek did one. Katie's done one. This Luke week, did man. One. This week. I know Ben's done one. Oh, I got to do one. You got to do one. But, uh, all right. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this week to the Con Guy Comic Con Prep Show Home Edition. We we really do appreciate you guys uh, hanging tough with us because this is not the easiest time. But, you know, since we're all at home, this is a great way to gather. Please subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, and wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Leave good comments. Uh, you can find me at JimFryLA on Twitter. Hey, where can we find everybody else? Hi everyone! Once again, I'm Derek Sands. I'm, um, and I just need to point out today is the fourth anniversary of the very first episode of the Con Guy Comic Con Prep Show. Oh, uh, fourth anniversary, Derek! Thank you. For yeah, that. I didn't know that. That's oh, yeah, it's been four cow. years. Can you believe it? That's a huge That's deal. Guys, <laughs> let's go out. Is there a bar? Let's go. Open let's somewhere? go to Casa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's we can all break in Casa post-apocalyptic just... style. Yes. Whoa. It's, it's a party. Um, but yeah, you can find thekonguy.com on Twitter at thekonguy.com spelled out. And you can find me at ConGuyDerek. Wow. Uh, and I'm, yeah, oh, who are you? Ryan, thinking? you go first. Beautiful. Oh, I'm Ryan Nixon. And, and you, if we make it out of this whole thing alive, y'all, we got to celebrate your four year anniversary of viewing the Con Guy Comic Con right. Prep Show. We'll have Congratulations. A party. And uh, Katie, Hello. where can people find you? I'm Katie. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KT underscore Christine or on the Con Guy social media, um, as well as the Batwoman after show on Sundays at 10, 10 p.m. or Riverdale after show, along with Brian also in the booth on that one at 10, um, at 10, no, 9, 10 on Wednesdays, but they're on hiatus right now. So. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Ben Cleaver. Uh, you can find me on all social media at B-E-N-K-L-I-E-W-E-R. Uh, and right now I'm not doing anything because I'm an actor and a comedian and uh, and a bartender and everything's closed. Hey Ben, so, uh, why do yes. why do you always carry around that red cup? Because whenever Ben Cleaver shows up, it's always a party. There's this job pitch right there. Hire this man. And Luke. All right, and I am Cheeseman on the exercise bike round. Now, I am almost at 96 calories while sitting here 
and talking to all of you. But you can find me on the conguy.com or on my exercise bike. All right. Our and last thing, real quick, and before I, before we head out, um, we don't talk a lot about the Walking Dead very much anymore. But and I, Derek, I just wanted to let you know, and those of you who kind of used to watch it, last night was Michonne's final episode. So if you have not had a chance to watch it, it was good. They sent her off in style. And last thing, uh, I have this past week, of, I was reminded these comic books, The Woods, Trees, Trees 1 and 2, and American Vampire. These are comic books that I received from a very special friend who passed away this week. And it was not coronavirus, but it was um, his name was Rick. Very spectacular man. Me and Luke and Derek, we all knew him. He's a really good guy. And I'm going to read those comics this week in honor of Rick, who handed those off to me. Just to remind you guys, uh, be good to each other, love each other, and the people in your lives are more important than anything else. So don't forget about that. All right. Thank you guys so yep. much for tuning in, guys. We will see you next time. We love time. Rick. Yep. Love you, Rick. Thank you. Good night. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.